0: Welcome to The Sunday Monday Show, a podcast about being bold in faith, work, and life. I'm your host, Jane Kennedy. Let's get down to business. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Sunday Monday Show. Jane here, and this week we are talking about something that is at the very heart of what we do here at The Sunday Monday, and that is bring our faith from Sunday into our work week on Monday. Today we are talking about what it looks like to sanctify our work. Before I get started, I want to clarify that we are talking about all kinds of work today, so whether you are in a corporate job, you're a student, you uh, spend the majority of your time working for your kids, uh, keeping them alive and happy, um, whatever kind of work you do, all of our work can be sanctified. And that is really exciting because I think sometimes we can think, oh, gosh, I'm working in the corporate world or I'm you know, maybe staying at home with kids. What does that look like for my holiness? How can I sanctify this work, even if maybe I'm not working directly for the church? And the good news is that many, many very smart and very holy people have been talking about this uh, for thousands and thousands of years. This has been a very common topic of conversation, and it's an area of our faith that I love because I love anything that's super practical and tactical. And so today I want to talk a little bit about kind of the genesis, no pun intended, of our work. Um, Talk a little bit about what it looks like to pursue sanctity in our work and then share a few examples and a few resources that I think are pretty helpful when thinking about this. So without any further ado, the heart of sanctifying our work is recognizing that the work that we do is not for the corporation we work for. We're not working for our managers. We're not working for our CEOs, Um, but we're working for God. And so everything that we do, in essence, is done for God. When we apply that perspective to our work, I think it enables us to, one, uh, pursue excellence in the things that we do. I mean, think about it. If you're submitting a, a PowerPoint deck to God versus um, to your manager, I would assume that, you know, some of us would probably put a little bit more effort into what we were putting forth. Um, but secondly, I think it brings a lot of purpose to the work that we do, um, because even those menial and tedious tasks are opportunities to grow in virtue and opportunities to grow in holiness Um, We can see this in scripture. If you um, go to Colossians chapter 3 verses 23 to 24, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. This is, I think, the essence of what it means to work. Um, and to grow in holiness when we work, is recognizing that the work we do is not for ourselves, it's not for just that promotion or um, that personal success or for our bosses or for for really anyone but God. And when we can recognize that, we are going to be more easily able to sanctify our work um, because we recognize the actual end of what we are doing is not for ourselves, not for human masters, but for God. One of my favorite, favorite um, writers on the area of faith and work is St. Jose Maria Escriva. He is the founder of Opus Dei, and Opus Dei is a, uh, an apostolate um, completely dedicated to faith and work. I'm a huge fan of Opus Dei. They have great centers um, in many major cities in the United States. So if you're in a major city and you can go find um, an Opus Dei center, I highly recommend it because they are very good at directing young professionals towards living their faith at work. And um, even if you don't have a center near you, I cannot recommend St. Jose Maria Escriva's writings more because he spent a lot of time writing and thinking and praying about what it meant to be holy in our work. Um, So I want to share something that he said because I think it is so important to recognize um, the value of what we bring forth in our work and how that is a reflection of the way that we are loving God. He says persevere in that exact fulfillment of the obligations of the moment that work humble monotonous small is prayer expressed in action that prepares you to receive the grace of other work great and wide and deep of which you dream i love this quote because it emphasizes the importance of what is right in front of us even in the work, or especially in the world of work, I think a lot of time we are spending thinking about the next thing, the next step, the next promotion, the next raise, and we can get so bogged down and frustrated with the little things that are in front of us. Maybe it's sending that email or um, accomplishing a task that is kind of annoying and very monotonous, but what St. Jose Maria Escriva is doing here is recognizing the fact that the things we do, the little things that we do every single day, are the ones that prepare us for the big things, right? If we see the little things as the big things, we are so much more able to do our best um, and to be patient and generous and thoughtful in the execution of every little task. And so I love this idea of expressing perseverance in the obligations of the moment and doing the best work we can where we are, um, no matter if we're frustrated with our job or with our boss or with you know something else going on in the workplace. If we can show up in each of those little moments and offer them up to the Lord, we are going to not only find ourselves growing in holiness, but many times it is those exact actions that actually lead us to professional success as well. Another way to think about sanctifying our work, and this one's tricky and this actually you know, uh, is a reflection of our, our gospel this weekend, um, but it's this idea of tithing and tithing is something that can be tricky. Um, It's a hard habit to build. It can be very challenging, um, this idea of parting with our money and giving it to the church, um, giving it to organizations and um, apostolates that need support. Because in the United States especially, we have a deep culture of um, this is mine and a deep culture of of feeling like we need um, money for security and for safety. And something I was told a few years ago by a great mentor was She invited me to think about the fact that I wouldn't have my job and I wouldn't have a paycheck at all if it weren't for the generosity of the Lord, um, opening those doors, making that job possible for me. And so it's not as if it's my money. It is the Lord who has given me money to steward well. And uh, practicing tithing can be very difficult. Trust me, I am doing an internship this summer. It is the first time I have made money in a year. Um, And every time one of those paychecks comes in, I get so excited Um, And I've honestly really struggled to tithe this summer um, because I wanted to save a lot of this money and put it away so that I could have it for the year. Um, But what I've actually found is by parting with money um, and parting with my tithe every time I get a paycheck is that I have, one, become more grateful for the money that I'm making and for the job that the Lord has given me. Two, I have become much more generous and thoughtful in where my money is going and how I'm budgeting it, making sure that I have, um, you know, the money to tithe because that's something that the Lord is calling me to and it's good for my soul. Um, And three, it's helping me realize my own attachments and my own attachments to material goods and my attachments to money. Um, And those are good things, right? So even just the act of tithing has helped me grow in a greater awareness of my own weaknesses and the places where I... Um, you know, could stand to grow quite a bit more. Um, and so maybe tithing is something that's easy for you. Maybe it's hard. But if you have an income and you are are in a job, I think we all need to remember that we have those jobs because the Lord gave them to us. And um, he is trusting us and entrusting us with this money to steward it well. And so thinking about the way that we tithe is a great way to sanctify our work. Um, because as we grow, as we progress in our careers, as we make more and more money, Um, it it can become harder and harder to part with. And so if we are able to start creating a habit right now of tithing, it will make it easier in the long run. Okay, so we have talked about um, how our work is for the Lord and not necessarily just for our bosses. We've talked a little bit about offering up the little things, including and especially the annoying things um, in our work. And we just talked about tithing. So what I want to do now is talk about some really tactical ways to sanctify our work every single day. The first one is praying for our work. This sounds so silly, and it's something I only started doing in the last couple of years. But we pray about so, so many things, and we forget, or I forget sometimes, to pray about my work. So pray for your meetings before they happen. Um, Pray for uh, the grace to um, be a good colleague and to be able to get your work done. Pray for difficult situations. I think sometimes I hit like difficult moments in work and struggles, and the first thing I think is not to stop and pray about it, but to jump into action and put myself in a little bit of a tizzy trying to fix it and solve it and figure it out. Um, But the Lord is in every part of our lives, and if we're spending 40-plus hours a week working, many of us, you know, more than 40 hours a week working— This is a place that we should be praying about, and we should be praying about it often. Uh, We should bring it to adoration and ask the Lord what he's asking of us in our work, and if there's anyone maybe in our workplace we should be praying for or reaching out to. Um, Ask the Lord about your plans for your work. Um, If you are trying to switch careers or get a new job or pursue a a promotion, ask the Lord if that's the direction he wants you to go. Um, Bringing our work to prayer is so important, but it's one of the last things I think many of us think to bring to prayer— Unless we're, you know, trying to get a job or unemployed or, um, you know, really struggling in some way, so I invite you to just normalize praying about your work um, because I think it brings just a, a sense of awareness and a sense of holiness into the work that we do every day. The second thing is to pray throughout your day. So um, make the sign of the cross before you start working. Um, pray before lunch. Um, pray before big meetings. Just invite prayer into the workday. Um, I have noticed that in days where I pause and just say a quick Hail Mary before jumping on the jump, jumping on a feedback call or submitting a project, I just feel a lot more peace and presence. Um, again, the Lord does not want us to carry heavy, heavy burdens. And many times our work can feel like a burden. It can feel difficult. It can feel like a struggle. And so if we pray throughout the day, we are reminding ourselves that Our boss is not in charge, but the Lord is in charge, and he is providing us everything that we need within that workplace to succeed and to find peace. The third thing is offering up a difficult task for an intention. So maybe you have um, an important project you you need to get done, or maybe you're stuck trying to organize all your receipts or something. I don't know. Maybe you just have an annoying and difficult task, which I think many of us have most days, Offer it up for someone. Offer it up for someone who is sick, someone who has asked for prayers, um, someone close to you, or sometimes just offer it up for for any intention, and you know, entrust it to Mary that she will um, send those prayers and um, and offer offer that for someone who really needs it. So offering things up can actually make them a lot more pal- uh, palatable because you're willing to do them, and you know that um, someone is benefiting from that work. The fourth tactical, tangible way to, um, uh, sanctify our work is to invite the saints into our work. Um, St. Jose Maria Escriva, I already brought up has a wonderful collection of writings called the way. And, um, there's a bunch of different chapters in there and you can read just these short little snippets and little quotes from him about all sorts of things that have to do with work. So I highly recommend getting a book like that and maybe reading a section when you start your work day every day. Um, you can, uh, think about different saints and have different patron saints for work. Um, One of mine is St. Joan of Arc. I love St. Joan of Arc and sometimes I feel like going into work can be a battle. Um, So she's a great patron saint for me for work. Um, uh, St. Joseph the Worker is another phenomenal patron saint for work and inviting saints into the work um, can help us again feel like and remember that so many holy men and women actually all holy men and women did work and um, we can see through their example how they worked and how they grew in sanctity through that work. Um, I'm reminded of uh, Saint Therese of Lisieux if you read Story of a Soul many times she she writes about doing the annoying task like sweeping things up or cleaning things or um, you know dealing with a difficult other sister who's frustrating her um, and you can see very tangibly how this girl, this young woman became a saint because she did little things for God and she did that work without complaining, even though it was hard and annoying. And so there are so many saints we can look to who did good, good, holy work um, and offered it up to the Lord. And some of them were doing work for the Lord. Some of them were doing work um, in other arenas, but they were able to sanctify it by offering it up. And finally, a very tactical very tangible way to sanctify our work, is to practice virtue. I remember when I started my first job and um, I was on a team of people who every time something went wrong, it was just the blame game. Like one person would blame another team and that person would blame somebody else. And it would just go round and around in circles and no one would take ownership of mistakes. No one would take any responsibility. And what I noticed over time is that the people who kept pushing responsibility off on others we not given opportunities to lead and were not given more responsibility because they had proven that they couldn't take responsibility or ownership, even for their mistakes. And so something I noticed in that job and something I pushed myself to do was to be honest and to own up when I made a mistake, to take responsibility for things that were mine. Um, and I watched as over time, I had more and more opportunities because the people who were leading in that organization saw that I was willing to take ownership for my own mistakes So I highly, highly recommend thinking about ways that you can live virtue, Um, whether it's being honest, whether it's being joyful. I know so many times when you're in a stressful environment and everyone is just at the end of their rope, bringing joy into a situation can do so much for the team morale and for the project or whatever it is you're working on. Being patient. Uh, Work has a lot to do with patience. And I am very, very often brought face to face with my lack of patience. Um, but work is a great place to grow in patience, and it's a great place to recognize that you're not going to get everything you want, and sometimes things are going to take longer than you expect. People are not going to respond to you or to things in the way that you sometimes want them to, and so being patient is a really good thing, um, and it's a great, great virtue to practice at work. And finally, I mean, every virtue you can practice at work, absolutely every single one, but another one that I really think about is, is um, striving to not gossip. Work is a an interpersonal experience and you get all sorts of personalities. Um, and there are going to be people that you bond with and people that maybe annoy you a little bit. Um, but it's so important to, to not gossip and to treat every person that we work with, with dignity, with respect. Um, I know that there is a lot of pressure to feel like you can connect with people and to build relationships with people. And um, one of the quickest ways that we as humans strive to build relationships with one another is through gossiping. It's a very, very easy way to feel connection with people. But it's also a very cheap way to feel connection with people because when you're gossiping with someone about somebody else, you know that they are doing the same about you. And I think there's no place better than work to just nip all habits of gossiping in the bud because what you are doing is recognizing that Um, there's dignity in the human person. And I promise if you become a colleague who stops gossiping, who turns away from conversations like that, people are going to have so much respect for you. And they are going to recognize that there is something different in the way you treat people. And that's a really good and beautiful thing. Okay, that is the episode on sanctifying your work. Um, before I go, I want to share two resources that we have at the Sunday Monday that are really great ways for you to get super practical in sanctifying your work. The first is we actually have an entire Bible study on sanctifying your work and you can purchase that on our website. Um, you can click the link in the show notes or you can go to the Sunday and click on the shop tab. Um, it's only uh, I think it's on sale right now for fifteen dollars. Um, it's a great Bible study at six weeks. You can do it by yourself. You can do it with other people, but it's a six-week Bible study on sanctifying your work, um, and especially as we enter into the fall, I highly recommend doing this with your friends, um, with a Bible study of people, because it's super practical and fun and a great study to do, and the second thing is that I released a book in June called Now What?, And it is all about helping young Catholic adults be bold in their faith, work, and life. There are 21 chapters, and all of them are about different ways to get bold in your faith, work, and life. There is an entire chapter on sanctifying work. There's chapters on quitting, on dealing with difficult people at work, on moving up, on tithing. Um, I'm really, really proud of this book and uh, would love to... um, Yeah, would love if you wanted to support our mission and buy the book. You can buy it on Amazon. Um, You can also buy it at the link in our show notes here. All right, that is it for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you have a wonderful week of work. I hope that you're able to sanctify it well. If any of these things work for you or you have other ideas for how you sanctify your work, I would love to hear them. Feel free to send me a message on Instagram at the Sunday Monday underscore. But until then, thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Get back to work. Bye. so much for joining us for another episode of the sunday monday show if you liked it if you enjoyed it if you learned something we would be so appreciative if you shared it with a friend shoot it in a text post it on social media whatever you want to do sharing these episodes helps more people find them and while you're doing that if you could rate and review these episodes that would also be so appreciated if you're looking for more, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sunday Monday underscore or visit us online at www.thesundaymonday.co where we have tons of articles and free resources designed to help you be bold in your faith, work, and life. Until next time, thanks so much for being here. Get back to work. I love you all. Bye.